are listening to Cold Lake Community Church Podcast. I hope today's message inspires you. Cold Lake Community Church, a place where families come together. And this morning, I, I believe that I'm supposed to speak on truth. And the title of the sermon is Know the Truth. And I believe there's a lot of confusion in our society surrounding this idea of truth. And there's so many different opinions about what truth is. But I, I want to share a scripture with you. John 18, to 38. It says, So Pilate entered his headquarters again and called Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you say this on your own accord, or do others say this about me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Your own nation and chief priests have delivered you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting that I may not be delivered over to the Jews. But my kingdom is not from this world. Then Pilate said to him, So you are a king. Jesus answered, You say that I'm a king. For this purpose I was born, and for this purpose I've come to the world, to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. And Pilate said to him, what is truth? So what is truth? And how does it get reflected in the lives that we live? Because according to the truth that we subscribe to and believe as truth, that is how we will live our life. And uh, do we live our life according to a truth that is based on the opinions of man, or is it something greater than that? Is it something that is based solely on our life experiences, or is it something that transcends our human experience? Because what we believe about truth will determine the life that we live. It will influence not only how, but if we acknowledge the workings of God in our life, And the truth is there is most definitely a battle raging. There is a battle raging, and a lot of it happens up here. Because the enemy knows that if he can bring confusion, then he can try to break ranks and try to sneak in and cause little snares and traps for even even the church. Because where he can bring dissension, it causes chaos. But there's so many confusing things around truth. And the world teaches that truth is fleeting. The truth is relative. I have a quote from Marcus Aurelius that says, he puts it this way, everything we hear is an opinion, not a fact. And everything we see is a perspective, not the truth. And this generation, especially our teens coming up, in this generation, this is kind of some of the thought patterns that are shaping their minds that the world is bringing in. That nothing is really the truth. It's simply mere perspective. There's a recent survey, a Barner Research Group did a survey on what Americans believe about absolute truth. And I show it because I believe that the way that Canadians think and view the world is quite similar to that of the U.S., so I believe that the stats would probably be somewhat similar. 66% of adults responded that they believe that there's no such thing as absolute truth, 
that different people can define truth in conflicting ways and still be correct. To me, it seems absolutely illogical, but people subscribe to this way of thinking. 72% of those aged 18 to 25, which is the university age group, express a similar belief. The most popular responses to the question were things like this. Truth is whatever you believe. There's no absolute truth. If there were such a thing as absolute truth, how could you possibly know what it is? And lastly, people who believe in absolute truth are dangerous. So this is our academic system, enlightening the minds of our next generation. Very interesting. There's this philosophy of relativism that has just infiltrated everything from our academic world, our media, and even our own minds. And it's the concept that points of view have no absolute truth or validity, having only relative subjective value according to differences in perception and consideration. And this is not something that, you know, stays in the classroom or stays out in the street, but it's something that comes into our households and it's something that comes into the church. Have you ever heard a challenging message on a Sunday morning? Something that maybe challenged you in some way, but you just kind of dismissed it? And maybe you're thinking, as the pastor was preaching, well, pastor, that's what you believe. Or, who are you to judge me? If this, is, if this is the type of thought pattern you have when you encounter the truth as laid out in the scriptures, then it's very possible that you have taken on some of these belief systems that truth is relative. You see, on Sunday mornings when we give a message, whether it's Pastor Lance Hayward or a guest speaker or myself or Pastor Lynn or Kurt, or whoever it is. Our prayer is that the Holy Spirit will speak to you and challenge you guys in some way. That it doesn't just stay here on Sunday morning, but that you'll walk away with something that challenges you that you can take to the Lord. Spend time in prayer and maybe even study so that the Holy Spirit will come and bring revelation to your heart about that truth. That's not just something that you hear. It's not just something that's a good idea, but it's something that is truth, something that you can stand on, something that you can bet your life on. The version of truth that the world seems to subscribe to and teach isn't a type of truth that you can bet your life on. I find it hard to believe that people who are seemingly some of the smartest people in the world seem to think that there can be total alternate ways of viewing things and they can all be correct, even if they're totally contradictory. Someone could make a statement such as, there is a God. Another statement like, there is no God, and they can both be correct. Is that logical? Not to me. Maybe I'm a simpleton. You see, we each have a choice about what we believe. Basically, what the enemy has done is created a huge all-you-can-eat buffet of belief systems in our society. What he said is that all belief systems are created equal. That it doesn't matter what truth you subscribe to as long as you believe in something. In that way, society's version of seeking truth is kind of like that all-you-can-eat buffet because there's all these different foods 
that are laid out before you. And you have to make a decision about what food to consume. However, what people don't understand is that not all food is created equal, just as all beliefs are not equal. Just because we believe something to be true does not make it truth. Some people might like to believe that there's no such thing as gravity, but we know that gravity exists. If someone chooses to believe that there's no God or believe in some other deity besides Jesus Christ, then it doesn't change the truth. It doesn't change who Jesus is. And it doesn't change the fact that one day you'll stand before the Lord and take account for all your actions and the choices that you've made. Because Jesus is the bread of life. Jesus is the truth, the Bible says. And really, Jesus is the only thing that will satisfy body, mind, and soul. Why is this important that we have this understanding of truth? Well, it says in Ephesians 4.14 that when we, then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed about and blown by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever that they sound like truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. Do you guys ever find aspects of truth confusing? Like you're not entirely quite sure what to believe? I know there have been times that there have been things that have most definitely confused me. But this is, my, this is what I've come to a conclusion on. That I believe that there is an absolute truth. A truth that applies to every man regardless of race, age, gender, culture, and country of origin. In fact, no matter what time period you've lived in. The truth is still the same. I believe in moral absolutes of right and wrong and that Jesus and his word are the ultimate source of truth. You see, I do have a passion to see this next generation come to know who God is. But there are most definitely some complications. The whole reason that all this stuff kind of came up in the first place, we spent about two months in the spring, just before the summer, talking about truth. Because I just, like, we started, you know, doing teaching. We were talking about the Holy Spirit, and we thought we were making leeway. And then all of a sudden, it seemed like there's just mass confusion. Nobody knows what to believe. Well, my biology teacher says that evolution is a fact. And so, therefore, I guess that I believe in God and evolution and everything else. It's kind of all mixed together. And there was just so much confusion that there wasn't that foundation of truth to build upon that with this concept that all thoughts and all belief systems and everything is equal and relative and it doesn't really matter what you choose, that it seemed like some of the youth were coming to the point, well, I'll choose Jesus because it makes me feel good right now, but maybe later, if there's something else that seems more appealing, well, maybe I'll subscribe to that truth because it fits me better in the moment. But not quite fully grasping the concept that truth is truth. So parents, grandparents, people who have kids, people who want to have kids one day, if you want to see your family, your children, your grandchildren come to know the Lord, I just want to highlight something for you. In this day and age, to explain something by saying, because the Bible says so, 
is not a good enough answer. The Bible is, in our society as a whole, just out there on the street, has lost its credibility as some absolute authority on our lives. It's not a sufficient answer. And it hasn't been working for quite a long time. You see, the Bible is just viewed in the world as one of many possible truths that we can choose to accept or not accept. But it really doesn't matter. You see, it's not about how many youth events you can get your kids coming to. It's not about how many Sunday services you can drag your kid out to on a Sunday morning. Although it's good. I I think you guys should be here. All you youths, by the way. But what this generation wants to know is that God is real. What they want to see is people practicing their faith in a real, tangible way. They want to see that this stuff works. They don't just want lip service. They don't just want to hear it. They want to see that it actually works. But the problem is, is if they don't see it modeled, they'll never know that it works. They'll hear a lot of lip service. They'll come here on Sunday, hear something that is good. But they need an encounter with God. And it happens more than just on Sunday morning. This is something that has to happen at home. This is something that needs to be modeled on a daily basis. You can send your kid to youth group for two hours a week. But that's not enough. Two hours a week. How many hours in a week? I can't tell you, how many hours does the average teenager just spend playing on his Xbox? And then we say that two hours a week is enough. Just send him to youth group and he'll get what he needs. You see, they want to know that God's real. They want to experience him first, know that God is real before they subscribe. So what is truth? This is how I define it for the kids, as simple as I possibly could while still trying to encompass everything. Truth is what is real. God is real and reveals what is true. God is truth, and what he says is truth. John 14, 6 says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. See, Jesus is the person of the truth. And the title of this message was, Know the Truth. But I want to say this morning that it's not enough to just know about the truth. That we've got to know the person of the truth, which is Jesus Christ. And Jesus says, when you know me, when you've seen me, then you've seen the Father. Because Jesus only does as the Father tells him. That they're intertwined, that they are one. So it's not enough just to know about the truth. We need to know the truth. But then it even extends farther than knowing the truth. It extends to being that truth and living it out in an active way every day. John 18.37 says, For this purpose I was born, and for this purpose I have come into the world, to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. What truth does our life bear witness to? 
when we're out and about and we're at Walmart, at the grocery store, hanging out in the street at, in our workplaces, what does our life reflect? Is it reflecting the goodness of God? Is it reflecting unconditional love? Is it reflecting grace and mercy on others who wrong us? And whose voice are we listening to most of the time? Are we spending the time to learn to hear the, whole, the voice of the Holy Spirit? Or is our mother-in-law more important? Is our neighbor's opinion more important? Is your wife's opinion about what you should or shouldn't do more important? John 17, 17, Jesus is praying to the Father. He knows that he's about to leave. He knows that he's about to be hung on a cross. And Jesus prays, sanctify them in your truth, for your word is truth. Do we treat the Bible, the word of God, as truth that we can stand on? Or do we just kind of disregard it when it's inconvenient and when it's convenient to pick it back up again and run with it? See, I love this quote when I read it, George Orwell. In a time of universal deceit, telling the truth is a revolutionary act. You see, I believe we're in a time of universal deceit. And a large part of the, the war grounds is right here. And we can't fight this with just words. What's going to fight this is love, is being the church, is being active in the community, loving on people, and demonstrating who Jesus is through us, through our love. Jesus tells us to be in the world but not of the world. It's not good enough to be in the world, come to church, and be just like the rest of the world the rest of the week. We've got to be the truth. We've got to live the truth. And I believe that the revolutionary act will be living a life in relationship with Jesus, a life where we tell the truth not only by our words, but by our actions, by our love for our neighbor and for our unfaltering love for God. And when we do that consistently enough, because none of us are perfect, there are going to be some days that are tough. But if you consistently make the small steps every day in that right direction, one day you'll wake up and you'll be like, wow, how did I get here? This is awesome. So not only by our words, but by our actions, by our love for our neighbor, our own faltering love for God. That was my last slide. <laughs> that was it. But you know what? It's, it's, it is a sad time for me because I've invested a lot of my adult life at this church. When I was 18, right out of high school, I was invited by Pastor Lance to come to Cold Lake to uh, do some online Bible college and to just serve. And I was here for most of that year. I went away for a year and then I came back. 
they hired me on staff, and I've been here for three and a half years. And I love this church. I really do. And I love the leadership here. And if it wasn't for this church, I wouldn't be married to an amazing woman, the best woman. If you want to fight, come on up here. Fight for the best woman. But, you know, my, my prayer this morning is that in some way that our lives have intersected and, and somehow the Lord has used me to, to somehow better your life. And I know it's funny when you come to a place to serve, you expect to, to give and make an impression on other people. And especially you youth, you know, getting to know you guys has been amazing. And although I felt like my job was to somehow impress something into you that, that God wanted for you, that God equally used you to impress truth and life and, and joy onto me. And I'm going to definitely miss you guys. I'm going to miss you guys. But church, the message I guess I wanted to leave with you this morning was let's make God number one. Let's put our priorities straight. Let's not make work and fun and everything else come before our family, the ones we love, and God. Because it's so easy to get distracted from the things that God has for us. And I can guarantee you that life's just going to be an adventure. It's really my word, adventure, right now. So make Jesus number one. Choose to spend time to get to know the word, know the truth, know the person of Jesus. And don't let it stop there. But be that truth to others and live it out on a daily basis. Well, Father God, I just thank you so much, Lord, for who you are. God, I thank you for your grace and your mercy over my life and all our lives. And Lord, I just thank you, God, that you are good. God, regardless of our circumstances, regardless of what we're going through, regardless of where we've come from, Lord God, regardless of things that are happening right now, God, you are good and you are faithful. And God, I thank you that you are truth, that you are that solid rock that we can stand on. Lord, that's secure, that never changes. Lord God, that you are the same forever. And God, I just pray, Lord, that the truth of who you are, of who your son is, would become so real to us, Lord, that it would just be deposited in our spirit in such a way that when we, when we go home and close our eyes tonight, Lord God, that we can't sleep because we're just so overwhelmed by who you are and what you've done for us. Lord God, that the reality of, of what you did on the cross, God, would become so real, Lord God, that it, it would just excite us so much that we'd have to go out and share your truth. So, Father, I thank you, Lord Jesus. I praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
We hope you've been blessed by this teaching from Coley Community Church. Thank you for your continued support of this ministry. Coley Community Church, a place where families come together.